Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Consider owning a Cruise Planners American Express travel franchise. A low-cost, turnkey opportunity. Cruise Planners provides everything you need to grow your business right from the start. No experience is necessary. Visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Hey, give our Facebook page a like, facebook.com slash cruise radio. The big story, Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas caught fire, and we're going to talk to Stuart about it. Yeah, we'll also have a passenger who was on board the ship from Baltimore. He'll be on here later on in the show. And we'll check in with our old friend, travel writer Chris Elliott. Plus, Dan Skilkin from TripInsurance.com. He'll tell you the benefits of having trip insurance. Always a good thing. Yes. But first, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guys here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Grandeur of the seas. What happened? Well, it sounds like a Paris Hilton cruise. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Going back, what, a decade there? Yeah, a decade. Um, but, uh, for, look, we've Still topical. <laughs> Still topical and appropriate. But anyways, um, unfortunately, Monday morning, uh, Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas, which debuted in 1996 and was just completely redone and uh, relaunched into service. Um, it did have a fire. It emanated on deck three in the moorings area in the back, and that's where they have the uh, ropes and the, the, the mooring lines that tie the ship up. Uh, it was on its way to Coco Cay, their private island in the Bahamas, but because of this fire, which took two hours to put out, they had to make way and uh, head over to Freeport. Important to note that the ship never lost power, and uh, the passengers were mustered to their muster stations and uh, were there for about four hours. Uh, sure, you know, there were certainly a lot of very scared people, but uh, you know, from everything we've heard, you know, the crew did a, a great job making sure that uh, they knew what was going on, getting them to their muster stations uh, just in case. It, you know, look, it was a precaution. And um, you know, the ship did exactly what it was supposed to do, protect and preserve life. There were no injuries. Have they figured out what started the fire yet? That's a good question. At this point, they still have not claimed to uh, you know, have an idea of what started it. We do know that um, it was not combustible. It wasn't a fuel. So there was no explosion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, cigarettes, you know, who knows? We're just speculating at this right. point. But uh, the, the, the fire did go up to uh, as high as deck six uh, and you know, broke the windows at the South Pacific Lounge. And, you know, when I saw those pictures of Adam Goldstein, the president of Royal Caribbean, you know, looking out through the windows, uh, you know, early uh, Monday afternoon, I mean, I said, there is no way this ship is, uh, is sailing and it's going to be out for a number of weeks. And as of today, uh, they did announce that uh, there are going to be a total of six sailings, 42 days. Wow. That uh, the ship is going to be out of service. So they, they have canceled it all the way through the July 5th sailing, so July 12th looks to be their, like their target date mm-hmm. uh, to get the ship uh, back in service. So that means there's a lot of Bermuda and Bahamas uh, sailings out of Baltimore that uh, are going to be canceled, and you know passengers there should be uh, considering uh, you know rebooking on a future sailing. Was the ship in Freeport and leaving Freeport when it happened and it turned around, or was it just close to Freeport? 
No, it was actually off uh, Palm Beach, Florida, when okay. the fire occurred. And uh, it was on its way to Coco Cay. And, uh, you know, there is a major uh, shipyard. And, uh, and as of now, um, Carnival Cruise Line's Carnival Triumph now has a roommate. Yeah, that's true. So um, there, there's a major shipyard there where this is where, you know, they were going to ha- do the repairs anyways. Do they fly the passengers home then? And uh, what kind of compensation did the guests get? All the passengers were flown home, and uh, the, the passengers on board the ship all received a 100% refund for that cruise, plus a future cruise certificate toward a, uh, equivalent to whatever they paid for this cruise. They can apply toward a future cruise. The people on the canceled sailings got a full refund plus a 50% credit off uh, a, a future cruise, um, which is, is very commonplace. And you know when you look at the new... Uh, cruise passenger bill of rights that CLIA announced last week. I mean, this is exactly what the cruise lines do every time anyways. What's the general response from the passengers? Well, the response has been actually very positive. Uh, you know, the, the, the crew have been very professional. They could not have been any more accommodating, uh, you know, under the, uh, under the circumstances. I mean, there certainly were some people that, that were scared, but, uh, you know, again, the ship did exactly what it was supposed to do. No one was hurt. And, um, you know the 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 ship and you know the the passengers are are safe under under the circumstances and uh, you know the ship will go into repairs. We're actually going to talk to one of those passengers after the commercial break. How old is this ship? The ship debuted back in 1996, uh-huh. and uh, in 2012 it was just completely redone. In fact, the ship you know I was on it in, at the uh, end of November, and the ship looked better in November of 2012 than it did back in 1996. It looked amazing with all of the Oasis-class uh, features that they, they put on the new restaurants, the entertainment, the atrium uh, act that they have. It, it looked phenomenal. So uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. They spent $48 million wow. uh, refurbishing the ship, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it, it, it experiences damage, but uh, it, was, it was confined to the very back of the ship. So the major structures of the ship uh, are intact and fine. You know, I was actually really, really impressed to see um, Royal Caribbean tweeting and Facebooking photos of the damage and with their CEO over there. How do you think they handled everything? Doug, they, they were very proactive in getting the information out there. But, you know, we also have to keep uh, in mind that this was a very different experience, you know, different situation than, let's say, what Carnival experienced sure. um, with, with Carnival Triumph. I mean, that ship was with, you know, completely without power. This ship, this ship had full power. Um, they they were very uh, you know forward with uh, getting the facts out as as quick as possible. Uh, they did cancel the sailings uh, within a uh, reasonable amount of time, and uh, you know they they kept their most importantly they did keep their passengers uh, on board the ship uh, informed as to as to what was going on. And you know that's that's the nice thing about this industry is they they it is a maturing industry, and so that they can learn on how to improve and do better than the, the last situation. All right. Thank you, Stuart. All right. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel. With my love of travel and, and my, my love to plan my friends' travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there Cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. 
follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit CruisePlannersFranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years in a row. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. A cruiser who was aboard Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas is with us now out of Baltimore, Robbie Nicholson. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Now, this was a seven-night sailing out of Baltimore to the Bahamas, and I know your cabin was low and towards the back of the ship. Take us through that night when it all went down. We were, you know, enjoying our cruise, you know, having a couple drinks, and, you know, we were about to get ready for bed, and then we hear the announcement that, you know, there's a, it's a Bravo announcement, which, you know, I didn't know, but meant a fire. Right. Um, and, you know, they were saying that, you know, this is not a drill, you know, report to your muster stations. So, you know, we all grabbed our life jackets, ran upstairs to our muster stations, and the muster station that I was supposed to be assigned at was towards the back left of the ship, which, you know, was the closest to the fire. So that oh boy. muster station was moved inside the ship into the casino. So that was a bit of a panic. <laughs> well, did <laughs> they know? tell you that on the way to your original uh, muster station, or did they tell you that once you had gotten to that and they're like, oh, no, we got to redirect people? Yeah, well, we as, actually, as soon as we stepped out onto the deck, you know, near our muster station, we felt people pushing us inside. So we then kind of assumed okay, maybe the fire is towards the back, like, we need to get out of here. You know, and then we started hearing announcements that, you know, muster stations 8 and 10 were being moved into the casino. Then it was just the hustle and bustle of all the crew members trying to get everyone accounted for and signing people in and helping did people find their families. And I assumed you smelled smoke. I actually did not. I oh. never, you know, I've heard people reporting that they saw smoke. Some people actually reported that they actually saw the flames. You know, I was hearing stories that people saw the glow in the water of the fire. 
but I saw, smelled nothing. Huh. <laughs> a lot of us in the casino weren't really aware of the magnitude of the fire until, or at least for me, until I got off the ship and saw the damage. When you were changing the muster stations from the back of the ship to the casino, I, I imagine it was very crazy. Was it a freak fest or was it organized chaos? Yeah, no, it was very organized. Like, you know, a Talking to a bunch of people, you know, after the fact, and, you know, I even thought this myself, the crew did an impeccable job getting everyone organized, you know, helping people to calm down, you know, you know, helping people as you know, much as they need. They were handing out water and snacks and, you know, they were even giving, um, you know, holding crying babies for yeah. parents who just needed, you know, to calm themselves down, yeah. you know, and the crew was, was absolutely amazing. And in their job. You could tell that they were very trained and very calm, and it was, it was quite great. How long were you in the casino um, before you got back to your cabin and, y'all, and you, everything was under control and we're heading to Freeport, back to Freeport, um, I should say? The fire happened at around 3 a.m. We were standing in the casino probably until about 8, 8.15 in the morning. <laughs> wow. It honestly didn't feel like that long. I mean, towards the end, you know, everyone was kind of lying on the ground sleeping, you know, because, you know, it's about three hours in, you know, and during the whole process, the captain and the cruise director had been coming on the PA system to make announcements. And, you know, as I said, three hours in, we found out that the fire had been extinguished, but they took the last two hours to make sure that no hotspots flared up. So once it got to that three-hour mark, you could tell people were definitely relaxed. And, you know, as I said, people were falling asleep on the floor or got up against the slot machines. And right. <laughs> Yeah, nothing like the feel of cold steel of a slot machine to yes. <laughs> send you into a silent slumber. Um, were there any announcements or was there any discussion as to how the fire started? That is something that I don't think... The ship even knows. We we never got any information on how it started. Yeah. But, you know, there's a bunch of random stories being flown around by guests. And the things I've heard were that a big canister um, full of paint exploded. Oh. I also heard that um, two canisters of the life raft towards the back of the boat exploded. Hmm. You know, so I don't know really what all was true. Well, hopefully we'll find but, out soon enough from the yeah. officials. <laughs> um, yes. Out of Baltimore, passenger on Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas, Robbie Nicholson. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your experience with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Joining us now is Chris Elliott. He's with National Geographic Traveler, Washington Post, and editor of Elliott.org. Chris, man, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Long time. Hey, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. Good, good to be back. Yeah, definitely. We wanted to get your take on the, uh, the cruise passenger bill of rights that the cruise industry just adopted. Now, there's 10 of them, but we just want to like blow through like maybe five of them here and get your take on them. So we'll get right to it. Um, the first one we have is the right to disembark a docked ship if essential needs aren't able to be addressed on board the vessel. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, no brainer. Yeah. Uh, they've been they've already been doing it, and this really just codifies it. But uh, obviously, if you don't have food, water, electricity, you shouldn't have to spend any more time on the ship. Definitely. Now, Chris, are these going to be on the cruise contract as well? My understanding is that they are. Every staff to to CLIA find out, but uh, the folks I've spoken with so far say that they're going to be included in the ticket contract. Okay, very good. Uh, the next one we have here is the right to a full refund if a trip is canceled because of a mechanical problem 
or a partial refund if the trips are cut short. Now, most cruise lines do this anyways, right? They do, but uh, that hasn't actually been part of the cruise contract. It's been more of a policy thing, and mm-hmm. it's not something where you can hold a cruise line's feet to the fire and say you have to do this. So it could be helpful. Um, you know, the the mechanical issue, you're, the devil's in the details, of course, when you're sure. talking about a um, partial refund, how much of a refund is it going to be paid in actual money, or is, are they going to give you vouchers? Right. So that, that still remains to be seen. All right, this next one. The right for passengers to get timely updates about itinerary changes if a mechanical failure or emergency disrupts a trip. Yeah, again, a no-brainer, something that all the cruise lines should have been doing all along. And, you know, that that's the last 12 months we've seen so many incidents where passengers were either informed uh, given partial information or not informed at all about something that's happened. So this just says we're, we're promising to do better, and we can only hope that they will. The next one we have here is the right to transportation to the scheduled final port or passenger's home city if the cruise ends early because of mechanical conditions. Now, this is, um, again, one that's always done anyways, pretty much. It is, and the only reason, my understanding is that this is now being included, is that CLIA, you know, the Cruise Lines Trade Association, recently uh, added a couple of other organizations as members, and they had some international cruise lines that, that didn't do this as a matter of practice. So uh, they're now agreeing to, to do this very, again, common sense thing that uh, if a cruise is delayed, that you, you send them back to the port where it all started. Gotcha. And the last one we want to touch upon is the right to a place to stay if passengers must disembark and stay overnight at an unscheduled port. Again, kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, you know, I can't really think of a time when cruise passengers were let off a ship and shown to a tent city, but uh, it's nice to know that that right exists. Um, so we'll, we'll just see. I mean, you never know what the future holds. There, there might be a time. Again, also, you don't you don't always have, with these enormous cruise ships with four or 5,000 passengers in them, you don't always have that kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. You're pulling into like a small Caribbean port. But it's good to know that this is something that you can say to the cruise line, hey, you you have this bill of rights, and it says that I'm entitled to accommodations. But you can't just set me free here in this uh, strange port and expect me to fend for myself. Well, let me ask you this. With these cruise passenger bill of rights, then, um, usually whenever you sign the ticket contract, you waive basically your life to the cruise line. But will, will these cruise passenger bill of rights actually stand up in court? Well, if it's included in the ticket contract, then yes. You have to remember this ticket contract is something that in legal circles is referred to as an adhesion contract. You don't even have to sign it. Like going on the cruise, you agree to this very one-sided contract with the cruise line. So you're agreeing to it whether you want to or not. Right. Um, and, and another thing to remember is that you have to, if you're going to challenge this in court, you have to do it in a maritime court. And there are only a handful of maritime courts located both in coastal cities in the United States, so you'd have to actually go there. You can't take this to small claims court in the city you live in. Gotcha. So you have to go down to Miami if you want to do Carnival or Royal Caribbean, pretty much. Uh, Miami, San Francisco, Los Angeles, I think there's one in New York, too. So, yeah, you're going to have to uh, do a road trip. You can find him in National Geographic Traveler, The Washington Post. He's also editor-in-chief of Elliot.org. He is Chris Elliott. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest-growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. He's here with us once again, President and CEO of TripInsurance.com, Dan Skilkin. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Dan. 
Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. How uh, can I help? Glad to have you. Now, for our new listeners, uh, let's just cover the basic here. Explain what exactly trip insurance is. Well, trip insurance or travel insurance covers the non-refundable cost you have uh, potentially when you cancel your vacation for a covered reason, like an illness that prevents you from traveling. Travel insurance also covers your medical expenses, medical evacuation, and trip interruption costs and baggage uh, for your vacation. Uh, And it is uh, typically, particularly for cruises, a really good investment because it really covers, uh, covers the cruise in the case that you can't go. Very good. Now, we understand that in circumstances like grandeur of the seas, the cruise line does their best to cover any travel-related expenses. Is there anything that trip insurance may cover in this scenario? Well, you're right. Royal Caribbean, in this particular case, is, is really stepping up and covering the cost to get people home and getting them refunds, credits towards future cruises. So um, they're really stepping up their customer service. But this is very typical anytime they have these kinds of problems on a vacation like this on a cruise. Um, and uh, so typically, those kinds of problems are not covered by travel insurance because the cruise line is, is, is covering it. Where the travel insurance uh, sometimes helps is situations where you, for instance, end up missing uh, the cruise because of, of a, a travel delay from a, from a carrier like an airline uh, getting you the cruise on time, uh, um, things like that. So you, you still need the, the coverage. You need the protection. But one of the areas where, where we're seeing travel insurance uh, coming in handy is in the cases, for instance, when uh, Royal Caribbean is canceling future cruises on the basis of um, of this boat being out of service for a while while they repair it. And the reason the travel insurance is important is although Royal Caribbean may be refunding for those people that they're canceling the cruises, the full cost of the cruise, they may have other costs like airline tickets, non-refundable airline tickets, uh, or other hotel costs that, that need to be covered because their vacation's been canceled and they've got to reschedule. How much above the cost of a trip does trip insurance run? On the average, travel insurance will run somewhere between 3 and about 8% of the cost of the trip, dependent upon uh, where you buy your plan and what that plan is covering. Uh, there are more expensive plan features that, that drive that cost up, like cancel for any reason that allow you to just decide you want to cancel. But basic travel insurance will generally run about 3 to 5% of the cost of the trip. One of the things I want to mention is that uh, we are very happy, if any other questions come up that any, any of your listeners have uh, about the travel insurance that they're buying or any questions about getting travel insurance, feel free to send us an email at support at tripinsurance.com or give our uh, 800 number a call. You can find us on the website. No obligation to buy at all. We are very happy to answer anyone's questions regarding travel insurance, no matter where you're buying uh, your insurance from. So if there's any way we can help, we're happy to. Excellent. President and CEO of TripInsurance.com, Dan Skilkin. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Matt, thanks for the opportunity to talk with your listeners. Thanks. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget we have an app. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And join the 12,000 other people that get our daily cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email address in the box in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. 
Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 